Are you ready to be transported back to 1800s high society London? Because season three of Bridgerton is now playing only on Netflix. This season follows the story of the Tons resident wallflower, Penelope Featherington, as she undergoes a journey of self-discovery and empowerment where we see her truly blossom. Penn's emotional transformation takes centre stage as her friendship with the charming Colin Bridgerton evolves into something more. For those not yet acquainted, Colin, the charming younger brother of the Bridgerton family, is about to turn Penelope's world upside down. Mm, This is the ultimate good friends to lovers story. From those initial butterflies to when both parties realise there might be something more between them, watch Bridgerton Season 3, now playing only on Netflix. Saying the names Jake and Logan Paul is enough to elicit an eye roll and exasperated groan. So how exactly did the two brothers become so notorious? And how the hell did their careers survive the controversy? Welcome to Scandal from Shameless Podcast, the stories of the biggest celebrity controversies revisited. Hello, hello. Hi. We are here for part one of our two-part series on Logan and Jake Paul. And I think given this podcast is called Scandal, <laughs> there are no two better people to cover. They were born to be in a Scandal series. They were born to just be scandalous. They they really were. I don't know how far back your relationship with the Paul, your parasocial relationship yeah. with the Paul brothers goes back. But I was watching these two on YouTube when I would have been... I mean, I wasn't that young. They were pretty young. I've been watching them for almost a decade, I think. Yeah, Wow. I think I might have clued on to them more as they grew up and out of YouTube a little bit, maybe when Jake Paul went into boxing. I think of all the people on YouTube, though, they were certainly the most recognisable for me. Were you on Vine? No. So you don't remember their Vine days? No. Mm. All I remember is like their faces and that they were brothers. That's probably the extent of it. Yeah. Obviously, there were some pretty big scandals that made mainstream (laughs) news that we will talk about, that I became very aware of what they were about. But it took those scandals for me to understand. Interesting. I actually think the vast majority of listeners will sit in your basket or sit in your camp with you. They have been so big for so long. They have weathered. And caused, sorry, some of the biggest controversies we've ever seen on social media. I would say 99% of them are self-inflicted. Yes. And we are going to talk about all of them. Before we do that, Mish, we are going to rewind back to 1995 when Logan was born. No scandal there. (laughs) But we are going to rewind there first. Sarah, a scandal-free birth for Logan Paul. He was born in Westlake, Ohio to his mother, a nurse named Pamela Stepnick, and his ex-military real estate agent dad, Gregory Paul. The parents then welcomed his brother Jake in 97. Yeah, now as kids, Logan and Jake Paul were pretty keen athletes. Both of them were pretty accomplished in American football, actually. Mm. Now, both Logan and Jake had dreams of joining the NFL, so their parents would film their games so they could watch them back to improve. Yeah, while they were using that camera to kind of film their sporting matches, 
They began using it to film skits and scripted videos around the house too. The brothers actually grew up watching YouTube for entertainment and started their own YouTube channel called Zoosh. In about 2013, when Jake was 16 and Logan was 18, they decided to really focus on Zoosh. So they had kind of taken some time out, maybe potted with some social media stuff in the background when they were kids. But by the time they hit 16 and 18, they were ready to turn this channel into like a thing. Yeah, and at this point in time, they had about 3,000 subscribers, which is not many, particularly in the context of where they ended up. But I think enough to know you might have something there at this time. Around this time too, Jake and Logan also learned about Vine, the now defunct video platform where users posted six-second videos. Of course, Vine functioned very similarly to TikTok with hindsight. It just had that strict six-second time limit. In many ways, might have been slightly ahead of its time. It was so ahead of its time. I think its downfall was that they wouldn't let go of the six-second thing. Yeah. I think it gets old after all. Remember when TikTok, it's only a couple of years ago, I think it was max 30 seconds, maybe. Yeah, it was. Whereas now you can upload 10 minutes. Also, six seconds. I remember with Vine, I wasn't, as I said at the top of this, I wasn't really on Vine, mm. but I remember seeing Vine videos around mm. and being so frustrated that they always cut off really quickly, <laughs> like finding that really annoying. It should have been. I mean, I know we're now nitpicking about Vine. Yeah. It didn't work and there could be a million reasons for that. Six seconds is just that little bit too short. Well, it clearly worked for a time, hey? Yeah. As for the genre of the content that these brothers made on Vine, both Logan and Jake lent heavily into comedy. They did a lot of stunts, a lot of pranks. Their tone was just, I guess, what you'd expect from teenage boys, right? Teenage boys who were loud and obnoxious and A bit jackass. Yeah. Slightly, but like a bit more like... Immature. Yeah, for sure. And they also really competed with each other for the most followers and I think it really motivated the two of them. Their respective follower count on Vine rose quickly to hundreds of thousands of followers. They became local celebrities in Ohio with people stopping Jake at his wrestling competitions to ask for pictures. At 20 and 18 respectively, the Paul brothers made the move to LA to pursue their entertainment careers. Now, Logan dropped out of college to make it happen and Jake convinced his parents that he could do online schooling from LA for his final year of high school. The name of the street they moved to, Mish, was Vine Street. Yeah, no matter what you think of Jake and Logan now, it is pretty bloody impressive that they followed their instinct this young correct yeah and they made it on social media we need to put ourselves back in 2014 2015 the thought of making money on social media was so new the concept of influencers or influencer talent managers or even brands putting money on social media was completely embryonic at this point in time. Completely. And you're absolutely right. I think they clearly had something. Mm. Clearly, because they were able to build audiences. By 2015, they were absolutely killing it on Vine. Logan had amassed over 8.4 million followers on the platform. He was ranked 10th on the list of top Vine creators in the world. Jake had 4.33 million followers. They also had relatively large followings on Instagram and Twitter and were working to channel their Vine presence into YouTube channels. Another pretty inspired thought. Yeah, they were also some of the first people on social media to be partnering with brands and making heaps of cash. Now, Logan has claimed that he used to charge brands up to 200 grand for a sponsored six-second Vine. Do you believe that? This was from a, a YouTube video that he put up a while ago where he said he got 200K per vid. No. I'm not sure I buy it. I I'd, don't buy it. I don't think social media brands were taking that level of risk on a six second vine. I completely agree. 
they weren't throwing that much money down. They were starting to kind of put their hands in their pockets and pay mm. creators. But this is astronomical to me. Anyway, regardless, he ended up making cash, so whatever. <laughs> now, fine. speaking to Bloomberg, Logan said, it's more than just your six-second video. My videos have layers. My demographic is younger and I know how to capture them, how to captivate them. And I think brands now, that's what they're trying to do. The mainstream media was starting to take a keen interest in Logan and Jake Paul. In a feature for Insider that was published in July 2015, reporter Caroline Moss shadowed Logan for a week. She went about kind of being his little ghost <laughs> as he lived in a typical day. Her piece on his life read, despite his mastery of Vine, Logan is dreaming of something much bigger. I want to be the biggest entertainer in the world, Logan told me earlier this month. That's my deal. I'll do whatever it takes to get that as many hours as is needed. The piece certainly gives insight into their living situation at the time too. And it is probably exactly what you'd expect from two brothers trying to figure it all out mm. on the fly. Here's a section from that piece. Logan goes round and round the living room on an electric scooter, which is practically empty, save a couch with a broken leg and an orange chair, while looking at his phone tethered to a massive Mophie charging block in his front pocket. A 90-inch television screen is mounted to the wall. There are dishes in the sink and about half a dozen chargers on the counter. The garbage needs to be taken out. <laughs> it went on. Logan is still circling the room on his scooter when his apartment door flies open and a gaggle of men in the LA uniform of tight jeans, high top sneakers and oversized t-shirts glide in on their electric scooters. It is reminiscent of a college dorm lifestyle except with luxury apartments instead of 11 by 8 cement cells. Mm, according to the journalist, the brothers were intent on becoming actors as well as social media moguls. She followed Logan to acting classes and auditions and noted that he had successfully obtained obtained a small role in Law and Order SVU. In terms of acting, though, it was actually little brother Jake who would end up really making inroads in the goal of becoming an actor. In March 2016, a 19-year-old Jake Paul was cast in the Disney Channel original series Bizarre Vark alongside a then 13-year-old Olivia Rodrigo. How good's that? Also, I think what's interesting here is regardless of whether they were motivated by ego mm. and fame or not, it was also smart for them to know that they couldn't just rest on the social media laurels. Oh, they're so savvy. Mm. So and, savvy and whatever, to think like, let's do it all. Yeah, and whatever is motivating that I think for me is irrelevant because there is still such motivation there for them to do so much more than just rely on one follow account, which yeah. is probably why they've lasted so long. By mid-2016, Vine was facing closure due to a failure to find ways to monetize the platform. They also had like a plummeting amount of active users and other apps, of course, like Instagram and Snapchat, were launching their own short video functions. Yeah, as per The Verge, in retrospect, it seems clear that 2014 was when Vine peaked. Research firm Seven Park Data says 3.6% of all Android users opened Vine in August 2014. Today, that number has fallen to 0.6%. 6%. Zara, the Paul brothers, though, weren't worried about Vine shutting down. As we said, they had done such a good job of expanding their careers beyond Vine. And by this point in time, they had already made the transition to daily vlogging on YouTube. Jake, in particular, had his role in Bizarre Vark that helped him certainly stay relevant to a really young audience. I think what we haven't said yet is that Jake and Logan Paul were, what, teenagers on the cusp of adulthood. Since they became big on social media, their key following, I would put it at like 
8 to 12-year-old boys, always. And that's why the Disney Channel Bizarre Vart gig was so massive. They're reaching that exact core demo they're going for. Yeah, and I think it was those vlogs and him being able to make that much money, not just from his social media, but also Bizarre Vark, which I can't believe that's been said like seven times now <laughs> in the last 10 minutes, is how he afforded rent on a $17,000 a month LA mansion. Six months after he rented that place, he launched a little something called Team 10. And his new mansion became not just a home mish, but a business idea as well. Yeah. So what exactly is or was Team 10? For those who aren't across maybe the YouTube culture back in 2016, let's break it down. At the time, Team 10 was described as a social media incubator, which was essentially a group of influencers presided over by King Jake Paul. They all lived together in one house. They created content. Each of the Team 10 members were required to sign a contract with Jake where they signed away a portion of their income from YouTube ads and brand deals to Jake and Jake's team. According to Jake, in return, these aspiring influencers had access to his audience, his tick of approval, his tech equipment, agents, sponsorship opportunities, meals, accommodation, pretty much everything you would need to become an influencer in 2017. This was like the ultimate rocket booster for so many people's careers. Yeah, he officially launched Team 10 in Jan 2017, but it seemed like he'd been toying with the idea for some time. Speaking to TechCrunch, he said, I had this theory where I could replicate what Dr. Dre did in the music industry in the social media business. And I set out to put it to the test. Found these kids online. They had 30,000 followers. Then I flew them out to LA and taught them how to do things on social media. In two weeks, they grew from 30,000 followers to 400,000 followers. And today they have 16 million followers. I mean, at first glance, for someone like me, who, as I've said, didn't grow up, consuming this you read the idea and it's pretty strong oh it's right? a banger idea it's a really strong idea mm. the idea fell down when he decided to take <laughs> advantage of all these kids and put all these kids in a house we will talk about that later but I didn't want to say it was a good idea without that slight caveat yeah, but yeah, it is yeah. it is a really solid idea I think the idea is gold like you're getting these people with small followings together and you're cross-pollinating them and you are building your collective power as a unit by like a hundredfold, maybe a thousandfold. It's an incredible idea. The execution itself was not so great, but for him to come up with this idea, again, he's got some creative nous. The original members of Jake Paul's Team 10 were 16-year-old musician AJ Mitchell, 16-year-old aspiring actor Alex Lang, 18-year-old dancer twins, the Dobra twins, who were swiftly replaced with 18-year-old twins Ivan and Emilio Martinez in June 2017. And then we also had 21-year-old aspiring model Alyssa Violet, who at the time was Jake Paul's rumoured girlfriend slash love interest. Yes, the launch of Team 10 marked the beginning of Jake being the poor brother with the biggest following. Logan, of course, was still incredibly popular on YouTube, but having started posting to the platform later than Jake, it seemed as though Jake was perhaps better suited to YouTube than Logan was. Mm. Logan was more popular on Vine. I also wonder, I mean, I don't even think we have to wonder because we know there's been tension with these two over the years. Yeah. But being the oldest sibling who historically had always had the bigger presence, the bigger following, and then suddenly you are usurped by your little brother would cause some massive insecurity issues I think especially particularly for someone with an ego yeah particularly for two guys who are only what 20 and 22 at this stage yeah. I wouldn't be mature enough to process that maybe now I would be but I think for guys this young it's 
it's complicated for sure. The New York Times profiled the then 20-year-old Jake Paul and Team 10 in September 2017. And this piece really sheds further light on who Jake was at this time. The piece read, Not yet old enough to legally drink alcohol, Mr. Paul was now a mix of talent manager, executive producer, life coach, and motivational guru to a constellation of rising YouTube vlog stars, several of which had more than 2 million subscribers. He also acted as a resident advisor, given that half a dozen of them bunked full-time at the Team 10 house. The piece continued. Even so, the tentpole property of Team 10 was and remains Mr. Paul's daily vlog, a seven-day-a-week web-based reality show consisting of jackass-style stunts, punk-styled pranks and real-world-style domestic drama involving life around the Team 10 house. I mean... As the piece noted, it was like a full-time reality show. Yeah. The amount of work as well that would go into that or just the demand to constantly be on camera or be in the background of his videos for everyone living with him would have been insane. We also just wanted to note that Logan and Jake Paul's parents were quite keen on building their own respective YouTube profiles as well. Their dad, Greg Paul, even participated in a just completely gross video titled kissing contest me versus my dad where a blindfolded young woman named olivia who was just 20 years old when the video was filmed was kissed by jake paul and greg paul in turn and then had to name which man was the better kisser where do we even start with something like that hey i watched this when it came out i remember when it came out i would say the older more mature people in the youtube community were responding to this video going, what the hell? Yeah. Like, who is this man, Greg Paul, that he wants to be involved with this and that he wants to be seen kissing a 20-year-old girl who's wearing a blindfold? Like, who is this guy? He's gross. Yeah, in his son's orbit. Like, it's just, it's weird. I mean, I think when you think about Greg Paul, you try to describe Greg Paul, he just seemed desperate to be one of the bros looking oh, back yeah. when you've done all this research it becomes really clear to me that he probably felt like he was born in the wrong generation and should have been born alongside his own sons yeah like he wanted to be a poor brother not a poor dad absolutely he's the least fatherly mature figure ever in this video he's so immature the vibe in the house as well i think it goes without saying is like a frat house on steroids around this time it was so macho so testosterone filled it's a weird experience watching this kissing contest video back because you see a big group of really rambunctious men, I don't know, approaching this 20-year-old girl who, to me now, looks out of her depth. I see an experience in that video that makes me really sympathize with Olivia. It's an odd dynamic. It's uncomfortable to watch, particularly to watch as a woman. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Now, when it comes to the first cracks that were shown in Team 10, they started to appear by Feb 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Not very long. Not very long. Just a month after the official launch. On Feb 21, 2017, Jake's girlfriend, though, it was sort of unclear whether they were really ever official or labelled or whatever. Alyssa Violet posted a series of short videos on Snapchat alleging that Jake Paul had kicked her out of Team 10, threw her belongings down the stairs and put a new lock on her bedroom door. Here's a clip of what she had to say. So, um, I'm sure you guys want to know what's going on right now. Basically this, um, Jake's kicking me out. (laughs) 
he didn't want to wait for me to get my apartment, which I'm getting in a couple days, so he threw all my stuff downstairs and put a lock on the door. You know, I want you guys there with me through life, and I'm not going to be making videos with Jake anymore, so I want to explain why. I mean, personally, I thought Team 10 was supposed to be a team, you know? But that's not how you treat your family. Mmm. Over on Twitter, Jake Paul responded to this. He tweeted, then deleted a series of tweets that read, predicted this is what she'd do. Jalissa, which was their couple name, Jake and Alyssa, was real. The problem is she cheated on me. I am the victim, not her. I think she is super talented and means well deep down. However, I can't have her in my space after having my heart broken. We will work it out. In her defense, Alyssa tweeted, how could Jalissa be real when he had girl after girl over every single night in front of me? You're kicking me out and telling everyone I cheated. Please tell me how we're still friends after this. I mean, it's not a bad point. Mm. She then posted a longer note. Then he would try to be cute with me the next morning and expect me to be okay with it. I have cried myself to sleep every night living in this house. He would tell me he loved me, then hook up with a girl in front of me that same day. I loved him and he used it to his advantage for his company, Team 10, to make money off me he always tells me i wouldn't be shit without him <sighs> mish the public arguments and allegations around Alyssa violet and jake paul are going to continue but we're going to hear more about them after the break All right, Zara, following Alyssa's abrupt departure from Team 10, Jake decided that he had to say something about the whole situation on top of what he had tweeted and then deleted. It was time for him to release a song called It's Everyday Bro. Now, if you don't remember this, I'm really happy for you. It's Everyday Bro was released on Jake's YouTube channel on May 31, 2017, and it was quite the ride. I am obsessed with this. <laughs> I'm absolutely obsessed with it. So what exactly was Everyday Bro? Well, it was a rap song, essentially a diss track. Diss track. Where Jake and Team 10 told the world just how great they all were, how all other YouTubers sucked and how they worked extremely hard every day <laughs> to be the best YouTubers they could be. It's sort of difficult to explain the vibe of this song without sharing a little snippet. So here is one. It's something, that's for sure. Another interesting thing that you realise when you look at it is none of the Team 10 members, when this video came out in May, were the same Team 10 members that they had actually like launched with. Everyone had left, moved out, moved on That's because they hated it. High turnover. Now, <laughs> in this song, Jake in particular took aim at Alyssa with his first verse, which included the lyric, and you know I kick him out if they ain't with the crew. Yeah, I'm talking about you. You begging for attention, talking shit on Twitter too, <laughs> but you still hit my phone last night. It was 4.52 and I got the text <laughs> to prove and all the recordings too. <laughs> Just don't make me tell them the truth. Does he know that you can rhyme? different words <laughs> oh apparently not now it wasn't only about Alyssa. this song this song kind of touched on everything here are some other highlights from the lyrics 
It's everyday bro with the Disney Channel flow, five mil on YouTube in six months, <laughs> never done before. Past all the competition, man. PewDiePie is next. Man, I'm popping all these checks. Got a brand new Rolex. <laughs> it's inspired. Now, it's a little tricky to tell you exactly what sparked its everyday bro, but it can be safely assumed that Jake probably thought it would be good content for himself, for Team 10, plus, of course, a reason to sort of take aim at Alyssa Violet. On May 31, when it was uploaded to YouTube, <laughs> It reached people straight away. I mean, in less than two months, the video reached 77 million views. As of March 2023, it was sitting at more than 294 million views. He would have made so much money off it. I mean, if you're serving YouTube ads on this, he would have made so much money off its everyday bro. Despite that, though, it was universally despised when it was released into the world. It still sits at number 24 on the most disliked YouTube videos of all time. It was declared the worst song of the year by Uproxx as well. In their 2017 review, they wrote, Jake Paul is the devil after all. Now is as good a time as any to identify our current musical antichrist with the Disney Channel flow. <laughs> now, it's every day where it also sparked something of a brotherly feud, I guess. It's quite difficult to tell how much of this feud was played up for the cameras. But even if it was all fake, there did seem to be some level of tension between Jake and Logan as to who held more influence, more followers and more celebrity. <laughs> it all started when, according to Jake, Logan publicly panned its everyday bro to his audience on YouTube. <laughs> now, to be transparent with you all, we couldn't find exactly what Logan said or where, but both men have confirmed that Logan criticised the track online. So this naturally prompted Jake to release another diss track, this time targeted at Logan specifically, and this time called Logang Sucks. <laughs> this, this diss track included the lyrics... You was popping on Vine, but now your content shit. You was on top. What happened? We both got Lambos, but you don't know how to drive that shit. The low gang is shit. Like, what the hell? At the climax of this big public argument between the two of them, that again, we don't know how much was for the cameras or how much was legit. Logan decided to get Alyssa Violet to appear in his high budget diss track <laughs> and video for the fall of Jake Paul, <laughs> and he appeared to kiss her on camera. Sorry, you do not understand how much people lost their minds when this happened. I still remember where I was sitting when I saw the clip of Logan leaning in to kiss Alyssa. Did you at the time think that this was all completely legit, their argument? Um, or did yes. it feel silly? Or both? Oh, uh, I mean both. I'd never really questioned that they kind of hated each other. I mean, two young guys in the same sphere competing in such a public way, so filled with money and fame and all this shit. None of it was really kind of unbelievable that they would have a fractured relationship with all of that in mind. Yeah, that's a good point. Now let's pull out one lyric from The Fall of Jake Paul if we pulled out lyrics from all the other songs. <laughs> Logan wrote, I made you famous once, it's about to happen twice. Don't forget, boy, you were my shadow on Vine. You ain't thankful for your fans, it's kind of funny. Do your investors know Team 10 ain't making you any money? <laughs> I think you're kind of salty because I'm the favourite son. Is it called Team 10? 
because you take 10% off your friends. <laughs> this is kind of good. Doesn't even rhyme, but this is what these lyrics are way, way better. This song will be the death of you. I'm about to be an only child. <laughs> Sorry. This video smashed it. Logan got more than 285 million views on the fall of Jake Paul. When Jake's diss track about him, Logang sucks, got a measly 27 million. Like, I know all these numbers are massive, but he got 10 times the amount of views on his response. It's so <laughs> outrageous. As for the end of this feud, I guess, before watching the fall of Jake Paul, of course, Jake Paul filmed his live reaction to the song and posted on his channel. Jake said, before I watch this, I just want to say I love you, Logan. We've accomplished so much. We both have dirt on each other more than anyone else. Obviously, we're super competitive, which is why these feuds happen. But I love you and I really want our relationship to be better. I'm sorry for feeding into this. He then tried to smash the USB flash drive that held the video after watching it. Okay. So the brothers made up at least publicly they made up fairly quickly with the release of a collaboration song why Sarah. do they keep you doing this through song so we had it's every day bro yeah low gang sucks the fall of jake paul and then we had them come together for their collab song love you bro it was june 12 2017 and it sounds kind of exactly what you would expect it to sound like i mean it's Amazing. Addressing the kind of rumours that this might have been a publicity stunt or, you know, whether they were amping up this feud for cameras and for followers logan paul tweeted on june 12 quickly addressing the rumors that the beef between my brother jake and i was fake or a publicity stunt in capital letters not true (laughs) we were both pissed off and acted on our feelings roasted each other but i took it too far he apologized and we realized that we're better and happier when we function as a team none of this was staged it was just a very opportune chain of events hashtag yeet (laughs) (laughs) that's really sent me back hashtag yeet there was something else happening around this time that we need to turn our attention towards though it is time to check back in with Alyssa Violet because on June 9 2017 Zara Alyssa Violet uploaded a video to her YouTube channel titled what you've been waiting for in this video she explained how she met Jake Paul and how he got her started with her career in team 10 yeah in the video she alleges that Jake had strict rules for everyone in Team 10. She said, if you're not up by 10 a.m., you get fined $50. No alcohol in the house or you get fined $500. No smoking. Every single guest that you had over had to be approved by Jake. The second I asked to have a guy over, he would be like, no, absolutely not. Mm. Alyssa also described the nature of her and Jake's relationship, claiming that they were never officially together, but were essentially acting like a couple in videos and in real life. She also said, as she had previously, that Jake would apparently constantly have girls over to the house, alleging he cheated on her multiple times. She said, there was nothing I could do about it. It's his house. I'm in a contract with him. I'm basically where I'm at because of him. That happened all the time. He would literally tell me he loved me one day, then tell me he hates my guts the next. Mm, She said, I was addicted to the pain of wanting someone so unattainable. Speaking directly to the reasons why Jake kicked her out of the house, she said this. I finally treated him the way that he was treating me and he didn't like it. He got pissed and kicked me out. Like the one time I decided to be savage like him and it ended with me being homeless. And he had the audacity to tell everyone that I cheated so it didn't so he didn't look like a dick that he kicked me out. 
It's so, God, messy and complicated. It sounds like a situationship or maybe it's something beyond friends with benefits for sure. But then having that guy that you're in a situationship with be your boss and you and, and your house with you 24 so it's like your boss and your landlord he's the guy finding you that if you get out of bed at 10 15 it's you're fucking bizarre <laughs> Alyssa also claimed that jake still took 20 percent of her earnings from social media because of the contract that she signed when she joined team 10 and he would continue to do so for five years from the date of her signing it now you probably are wondering did Alyssa's story have any impact on his popularity at the time well Kind of, no. In terms of media backlash, we found news pieces from Teen Vogue, Yahoo, and some YouTube-based outlets that covered everything that was revealed in the video. But no one was calling for Jake to be cancelled or anything like that. I also think it's really pertinent to remember the internet was very much like the wild, wild west at this time. And I think one of the reasons that we wanted to get into podcasting with this show Mm. is because back in 2018 we even felt like on the internet where were the adults in the room yes like where are the adults taking this as a line of work seriously enough to realize the impact that influencers and youtubers are having on young kids like a thousand percent sorry not to also just make this seem like the most noble pursuit of like (laughs) change in the world but that was like one small motivating factor for us right yeah for sure no one was really taking any of this stuff seriously it felt like no one was holding anybody to account and then you got to keep in mind as well what we said earlier the vast majority of people watching Alyssa's videos Jake's videos were very young boys and I think it's hard to kind of wade through all of this and get a good understanding of power dynamics when the average audience member might be a 10 year old boy in primary school yeah 100 and that the media would have laughed at covering stuff like this because yeah. they would have thought it was very juvenile and kids fighting online without realizing the kind of serious undertones of stories like this now we aren't actually done with the Alyssa and jake drama it does get a whole lot more serious in a few months time but first mish we kind of have to take a wider look at how the broader team 10 were going yeah team 10 wasn't the first content house ever but it was certainly the biggest in history basically the second that it launched the popularity of jake and team 10 was unprecedented and that success came with so many teething issues. In July 2017, a televised news report from KTLA revealed that neighbours living on the same street as the Team 10 house claimed that Jake Paul and his bevy of influencers had made their neighbourhood, and I quote, a living hell. Speaking to the reporter, (laughs) one of Jake's neighbours said, it used to be a really nice quiet street and now it's just like this war zone. (laughs) We're families here and we're more than happy to have them live here if they're respectful of their neighbours but they're not. This actually would be a nightmare. Sorry. Oh, hate it's to get all Corey old. Worthington. Yeah, I hate to be all old person in this scenario. It would be so annoying. I think Warzone might be a little melodramatic, <laughs> but it would be bad. Now, the most notorious part of this report from KTLA, though, was the fact that Jake allowed himself to be interviewed and behaved extremely poor throughout. <laughs> At one point, he climbed on the top of the KTLA news van, even as the reporter was asking him not to do that. He then dabbed. <laughs> and yelled, what are those, <laughs> to the reporter before running away like a little kid. Here's a snippet of him doing that. Jake, I wouldn't do that. Look at, I wouldn't crawl up there. Why? Okay. I just wouldn't do that. What do you say to the neighbors though that are upset? I honestly... You can't beat them, join them. No, I'm honestly, yeah, it's terrible. It's a bad situation. No, I feel bad for them, yeah. for sure. 
Uh, there's nothing we can do, though. The Jake Paulers are the strongest army out there, Dab. I have one question for you. Yeah? What are those? <laughs> Just like... What is he doing here? He's seeing it as a content opportunity? Yes, absolutely, a publicity opportunity. And he wasn't wrong. I mean, the backlash from this was far-reaching and he might have had the perspective at that time that all publicity was good publicity. I mean, he was being written up in the New York Times, the Daily Mail, Insider. Everyone was condemning his outrageous <laughs> behaviour. The New York Times wrote, the reality show villain has evolved. Ladies and gentlemen, meet the YouTube villain. Look no further than Jake Paul, a YouTube generation successor to platinum blonde miscreants like Spencer Pratt of The Hills and Johnny Fairplay of Survivor, mixed with a little bit of the jackass crew. Mm. Now, Unfortunately for Jake, it kind of wasn't a case of all publicity being great publicity because it landed him in some hot water with his employer, not YouTube, but Disney, of course. Yeah, of course, he's still with Disney mm. and Disney Channel is not going to like this stuff. As New York Magazine reported in July that year, Jake was dropped from Bizarre Vark amidst the neighbourhood terrorising drama. As they wrote in the piece, Paul's mid-season departure, as in Disney decided it was best to get Paul off the show as quickly as possible, follows public complaints from Paul's West Hollywood neighbours about the young star being, quite possibly, the world's worst neighbour. <laughs> Genuinely, it's pretty amazing. We're going to catch up with the now 22-year-old Logan Paul soon. Unfortunately, Logan just really wasn't getting much attention at this point. <laughs> but 2017 was a very big year for Jake and we need to stay with him just a little bit longer. By August 2017, Jake, as you said, Mish, had been dropped by Disney for his role in the series. He was suffering a fair bit of hate and backlash for his obnoxious content. He was absolutely killing it, though, in terms of social media growth. <laughs> he was hated, but he was, he was growing. Truly, he <laughs> And this is probably what he wanted. He had millions of views, millions of followers. He had a lot of eyes on him generally and his behavior, both past and present. Now, on August 6, 2017, he uploaded another song to his channel <laughs> called YouTube Stars Diss Track. The video opened by saying, this isn't a diss track. It's a message to all the news and hate. How's the gaslighting? Calling something YouTube Stars Diss Track and then opening with, this isn't a diss track. Genuinely. Before you come for me, it's a... It's a funny one from Jake. The song appeared to be an attempt to rehabilitate his image a little bit after all the bad press. Jake revealed all the good deeds he had done with his fame and fortune, including working with Make-A-Wish and giving out free meals on Thanksgiving. The song included, the, the, song included the lyrics, They all watching now, make a mistake, world on me now. Where was y'all when I was in the kitchen whipping up meals for kids on Thanksgiving? <laughs> Why was y'all when I was with the teacher handing out backpacks and handing out T-shirts? Or where was y'all when Make-A-Wish hit me to meet girl Kaylee? Damn, that shit changed me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor Kaylee being used for this. He went on. Where was y'all when I was in the lunchroom stopping kids from getting bullied? They were scared to come to school. He didn't get better at the lyrics. No, he Even didn't. as the years went on. It's just so interesting to me that he was experiencing all this hate and he thought, I know exactly the way to fix it. I will <laughs> tell them that I worked with Make-A-Wish once. That will fix everything. Now, when the video and song dropped, people who claimed to be former classmates of Jake spoke out, no fucking shit. That's exactly what's <laughs> going to happen. One of these people, a Twitter user called Lauren Richter, who claimed to be from Jake's hometown of Westlake, said, Jake Paul literally was the bully. Ask anyone from here. 
She then shared tweets and messages from more of Jake's reported classmates. One of which read, he for real rode his bike over my friend's car when he got mad. <laughs> Another claim he poked them in the ear with a tall piece of grass during a fire drill. Jake, of course, never responded to these allegations. And we do need to be clear. They were allegations online, mm. not proven. But... It wouldn't surprise me that someone with a personality like Jake Paul perhaps wasn't loved by his peers at the time. It sounds reminiscent of even stuff that we've seen in his videos. It sounds plausible that maybe he didn't always have a glossy reputation no. with his peers. Fans at the school, not surprising to me no, at all. No, no, no. <laughs> now, on Friday, August 18, 2017, Jake Paul hit the milestone amount of 10 million subscribers to his YouTube channel. The celebrations, though, were short-lived, <laughs> as per New York magazine. Shortly after reaching the number, Paul posted a new video on YouTube entitled, My Assistant Was Assaulted. Now, that video and the drama it subsequently caused Mish would send his follow account sharply back down by 100,000 followers. Yeah. Now, guys, this story is messy and certainly a little darker than what we had seen from Jake Paul's controversies so far. And with that in mind, a bit of a content warning. This does touch on themes of domestic violence. So it was mid-August 2017 and Jake Paul uploaded that vlog that you just referenced, Zara. My assistant was assaulted dot, dot, dot. Now, the first 22 minutes of the video actually wasn't about that at all. It was just Jake Paul's typical daily vlog. And then 22 minutes in, things took a turn. In the second half of the video, he sat at a table with his then girlfriend and member of Team 10, Erica Costell, his assistant, Meg Zelly, and another member of Team 10, Anthony. Now, again, completely new Team 10 members. <laughs> He's really cycling through them. Also, this is mid-August 2017, by the way. I feel like I've lived a whole life. Yeah. It's been six <laughs> months since he launched, he launched Team 10. beginning of the year. Oh, far out. Now, Jake begins the conversation by stating that they had been talking about an incident that had occurred the previous night and decided to take the conversation to the vlog in order to stop this kind of thing happening as a community. Mm. So what happened? Well, Jake's assistant Meg goes on to tell her story about allegedly being closed that's her wording, and grabbed by the throat in an LA club the previous night by a man who was also a well-known figure in the social media and YouTube space. Now, the alleged assailant was Faze Banks, a YouTuber and esports gamer who just so happened, Mish, to be dating ex-Team 10 member Alyssa Violet at the time. Yeah, so he was Jake Paul's ex's new, new partner, partner mm. which... But makes this stop this kind of thing happening as a community. He's just com he's a community-minded boy. Yes. Now, Jake, Meg, Erica and Anthony also alleged in the video that Faze Banks had been kissing someone at the club who was not his girlfriend Alyssa Violet. Notably though, of all four people in the video, it did seem that only Meg was actually present at the club when this allegedly happened. Despite that, though, despite three of the people on the camera telling the audience they weren't there, they each went into, like, detailed explanation as to what happened. And they said that the story was to spread awareness about domestic abuse. Yes, the video also includes photographs of the bruise that Meg allegedly got on her neck from the incident. Now, I want to be really delicate here, right? Because I, it's it's a messy, messy story. Meg's coming out with what she said had happened, which is totally her prerogative. My issue from the get-go in reading this, and we'll get to it more later, is how Jake Paul was very quick to jump on this 
for what was clearly his own motivations. Yeah, here's a clip from that video so you get a sense of the tone. Overarching like message here, guys, is like if you ever see this happen, if you ever see a human putting down another human, assaulting another human, whatever it is, like we all need to rise up and, and stop it. Because this is a big platform that you, the Jake Paulers, like we all know how powerful the Jake Paulers are, and so we can use that power for good and use it to spread these messages and to change the world. All right, so as per New York Magazine, Paul says they have contacted the police and requested camera footage from the club, but that the video isn't meant to retaliate or target anyone. He says it is not about beef or starting drama. Indeed. As you can imagine, the serious allegations contained within this video were a pretty big deal. Like, it's a pretty big thing to accuse someone of doing publicly. Mm. Faze Banks quickly retaliated with a video of his own, uploaded to his YouTube channel on August 19, 2017, titling it, My Girlfriend Was Assaulted. In his 33-minute retaliation video, Faze Banks vehemently denied the allegations made in Jake Paul's video and went into detail about why he was innocent. He said he didn't physically assault someone with intent, but he did admit that he had accidentally elbowed someone while on a crowded dance floor, that he's tall, he was drunk and essentially clumsy. FaZe also showed a screenshot that he says was a message from Team 10 COO Nick Crompton, which read, Meg said she doesn't think you did it on purpose, but she walked by your table last night at Warwick, the club, and you basically clotheslined her. He then demanded an apology from FaZe. So he showed that to say, I've got proof that they didn't think it was intentional before this was all made public. Correct. New York Magazine posted an explainer of the situation at the time, which read, in his video, Banks says he did not make out with anyone at the club and that he woke up the next morning feeling like he had been drugged. He said he can't remember much after leaving the club, a lost phone, a scraped up arm from a hopped fence and near arrest, but has full memories of the earlier part of the evening. The piece continued. Taylor Carniff, another Viner turned social star, joins Banks and claims that other members of Team 10 were at the club and that they bought rounds of drinks in an attempt to get Banks blackout drunk. Banks believes the whole thing was a setup, noting the improbability that he and several Team 10 members would all be at the same club at the same time while he just happened to be cheating on Paul's ex, Alyssa Violet. Mm, towards the latter half of the video, Alyssa Violet herself joins Faze Banks on camera to reveal more about her relationship with Jake and the dynamic between them when she was living in the Team 10 house. Ostensibly, this was to expose that perhaps it was hypocritical of Jake Paul to say that he was wanting to raise awareness about domestic violence because, according to Alyssa, he had been abusive. So, yes, as you said, Mish, Alyssa was claiming that Jake was physically abusive. In this video, she claimed that Jake would spit in her face and at her feet during arguments, and she also added that he had done the same to Erica Costell, his new girlfriend, which she did later deny. She did claim as well that Jake had once pushed her into a cactus for a prank video, which was planned, but that he pushed her harder than they had agreed in order to make the video funnier. She then showed an alleged scar on her arm from the incident. On top of this, Alyssa claimed that during an argument, Jake threw her phone and physically dragged her down a flight of stairs. She also pointed at a scar on her knee, which she alleged was from the stairs incident. Mm. As per New York Magazine, since the two videos were posted, FaZe Banks has seen a spike in YouTube followers, about 200,000 more people, while things head in the opposite direction for Jake Paul. Fans have started dissecting content from both sides looking for answers. There are conspiracy theories about Meg Zelly's bruises, in 
one video, they appear to sparkle, and some fans believe they are just makeup. It's all very dramatic, which, as Banks and Paul will tell you, is good for views, which is good for ads, which is good for business. On Twitter, FaZe Banks said Jake Paul texted him and the two would be working things out offline from here on out. He then proceeded to keep tweeting about it. So... Am I right in thinking that a lot of this drama was legitimate over the years in YouTube, Mm. but that everyone who was a part of it would deliberately lean into the drama because it was good for business? So rather than perhaps concocting drama, I mean, maybe occasionally people did concoct drama, but people would actively make it bigger. Yeah, I would say the seeds of most YouTube dramas were 100% legitimate but they would then be like fertilized with all this self-interested, narcissistic, drama-filled it's bullshit so and it would heavy. run away. And this is like pretty dark in terms oh, of like massively. a controversy. Like to kind of make these allegations back and forth is a huge thing to do. Well, we've got two women taking photos of their bruises, bruises it's of their awful. cuts, everything. It's, com- it's completely awful. Now, the My Assistant Was Assaulted video was Jake's biggest controversy to date. He was being called a liar and followers were leaving in droves. And, Mish, just two months later in November 2017, Jake's big brother Logan would release a video that would almost end both of their careers. Mm, In that video, Logan Paul opened with the line, this definitely marks a moment in YouTube history. In some ways, Zara, he was right. Logan Paul had just released one of the most controversial and offensive videos YouTube had ever seen. Yeah, but we are going to talk about that video and, as we said, how it did nearly end both of their careers on the next episode of Shameless. If you want to listen to that right now, you know exactly what to do. You can. All you have to do is subscribe to Shane Moore, the subscription arm of Shameless podcast on Spotify or Apple Get it in your ears now if you want. Get it in your ears now. There is a link to subscribe on Apple and on Spotify in our show notes. Thank you for sticking with us. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. And stick with part two because, gosh, there is so much more to cover. (laughs) We will be back in your ears on Thursday. Bye. See ya. Shameless Media. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.